may have noticed, but spring is finally here. And with spring comes some rain, but also sunshine and growth on the trees and flowers and spring cleaning. I'm so excited to offer a free three-day spring cleaning soul care challenge. Day one, we talk about cleaning your mind. Day two, cleaning your closet. And day three, cleaning your kitchen. You can sign up for free at www.christineboy.com forward slash spring cleaning. Join in our conversation, join in our giveaways, and join in an opportunity for you to infuse your spring with more intention and feeling lighter. Register at www.christineboy.com forward slash spring cleaning. See you there. Well, hello, welcome or welcome back to the Breathe Mama podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today's topic is the power of the micro action. Today's Thursday, April 14th, 2022. And I'm super, super excited to dive into a topic, a theme that I've been exploring a lot in my life and in my business and in my coaching practice as a solopreneur, as a soul care and strategy coach for other small business owners, many of whom are doing all the things, wearing all the hats in their business. And often, especially those of us who have small kids at home, can feel a sense of overwhelm all of the time if we don't have a strategy, have a plan in place that allows us to break things down into digestible, actionable items and where we aren't setting ourselves up to be disappointed when we don't reach those goals or complete those to-do lists. So I'm going to walk you through a little bit of my heart behind why I think micro actions are so helpful and so important for us to consider. Whether you're a business owner or not, uh, whether you work or not, I think the power of the micro action is implementable, if that's a word, in every and any part of your life where you have responsibilities and you have tasks that need to be completed or projects that need to be researched and done. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the power of the micro action and I hope that it will be helpful for you. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Your Soul Care, a 10-day soul care challenge. This, my friends, is one of my favorite ways to connect with you. I get to show up in your inbox every day, Monday through Friday, for two weeks, 10 days, sharing a little bit more about what soul care can look like for you in your everyday. Whether you are at the very beginning of your soul care journey, you aren't quite sure what it is, how it's different from self-care, or where to begin, or you've been on your own road for months or even years and you are ready for a reset. You're ready for uh, support to connect with and nurture the deepest parts of who you are so that you can show up as your truest, most healthy self. And I would be honored to get to support you in that journey in any way. It is $17, mostly so you have a little skin in the game. And I will show up in your text inbox every day, Monday through Friday, starting Monday. I hope you'll join.
Okay, let's dive in. So this idea is likely not brand new to you, but I hope that it will be a helpful reminder that may help to take some of the pressure that you might be feeling today about all the things that you need to do. So in my strategy coaching for solopreneurs, I talk a lot about this and I bring us back to it again and again because it is very common for high capacity women, for women who like to get things done, for women who have to get things done while also caring for small kids to add to the list, to layer on pressure after pressure, expectation after expectation, and what ends up happening, and raise your hand if this is true for you as well, you start to feel like you aren't doing a good job. You begin to feel behind every single day. You feel like you can't get on top of any of your to-do lists or your responsibilities or day-to-day things, or maybe that's all you feel like you have time for. And when you hear me talk about soul care, you're like, yeah, right, Christine, there's absolutely no way that I could find time to be alone or rest or spend time on myself. So I hope that this conversation today will be helpful in showing you how this might work and also the why behind it, because I think that's so important. We have to understand why it might work for us or how it might work for us, how we might need to customize it. But I I hope that um, the way that I break it down will make sense for you. And I hope that you will be able to put it into action as soon as you want to. So on day one of the spring cleaning soul care challenge that I did last week, I shared this question, this prompt with the participants on day one, and I'm going to pose it to you today as well as a starting point. And it's this, what creates noise or clutter in your mind that results in overwhelm? I'll ask it again. What creates noise or clutter in your mind that results in overwhelm? The answer for me almost always includes either an entirely too long to-do list or an unhelpful amount of fullness in my schedule. So one way to combat that sense of overwhelm for me is to pause, to start fresh, and to implement a smaller, slower, and simpler strategy for addressing both the specific responsibilities that I have and the things that I'm excited to do, to work on, to accomplish that are maybe not for a professional reason or not for the administration of life for my family. Maybe it's just something for me. So for both of those categories, whether you're thinking about your housework or you're thinking about leaving work at work, or you're thinking about how to spend a little bit of time each day while you're home with your kids, building a business that you desire to have. So whatever category of your life you're thinking about, I hope that this will apply um, in, in just the same way. So here's what that smaller, slower, and simpler strategy is. It's choosing micro actions. So breaking down a loaded to-do list item, and what I mean by a loaded to-do list item is, let's see if I can come up with an example. Uh, Clean my desk, for instance. So maybe there's an area of your house uh, that you just keep putting on the list, like clean this or clear this off or something pretty general. 
What's loaded about that is if that's a, a large area of your home or there's a lot going on. When I think of my desk, there's, there's a lot going on. There's not just work stuff on my desk. There's lots of things on my desk. And so a way for me to break down that loaded to-do list item into its tiniest constituent parts that will allow me to see the very next step I need to take would be organize the papers on my desk. That is a small percentage of the things that are on my desk that I need to go through. And if I break it down into something very clear and much smaller, I might be able to combat or leave behind that sense of overwhelm because it will be very clear when I've done that thing. And I can probably do that in a small, short period of time, let's say 15 minutes. So think about 15 minute chunks and and maybe if 15 minutes feels way too long or maybe way too short, customize this, translate it into what works for your life. But for me, cleaning off the papers or organizing, sorting, and getting rid of the papers on my desk would be a micro action for me. So once you break down a loaded to-do list item into its tiniest constituent parts that will help you to identify what is that next step, the very next step, and ask yourself, when can I do that? Now, for me, it's not as simple as scheduling it into my day, like Tuesday at nine o'clock. No, but if I have any white space in my schedule, which is always a goal for me, I don't always do it, but it's always a goal for me to have some unscheduled time in my days. And so if I know that I'm going to have time to look at my to-do list, for instance, um, and I know that I'm going to be able to attack this really important thing in my life, then that's when it's going to happen. So it's not just having a thing on the list and not having any sense of when it might happen or how long it's going to take, but it's about breaking that down into maybe a five minute chunk, maybe a 15 or 30 minute chunk and identifying specifically what it is that you want to do. Now I want to talk a little bit about this word priority. Now, I love Greg McEwen. He is the author of Essentialism, and I learned this from him. So this is actually a direct quote from one of his tweets from 2018. He said this, The word priority came into the English language in the 1400s. It was singular. It meant the very first or prior thing. It stayed singular for the next 500 years. Only in the 1900s did we pluralize the term and start talking about priorities. So I'm going to take this a step further. When you look at your to-do list or your schedule and you're feeling a little overwhelmed or a lot overwhelmed, and we're talking about choosing micro actions, one of the most important things to do then is to, in that pause, in that starting fresh that I mentioned that I need to do and implementing this this strategy, I need to be clear on what my priority is. Yes, you may need or simply want to identify your single priority for multiple parts of your life. So I'm not saying on any given day or in any given week, you can only have one priority. You might need it for projects you're pursuing or maybe one for personal and one for professional 
And I would say if that's what you're feeling right now, absolutely do it. But I would encourage you to only have two or three priorities at a time. So a singular priority in one part of your life. But for the sake of differentiating these priorities and not using the plural of this word, let's call them primary tasks or primary projects. This will allow you to stave off that anxiety or overwhelm about the amount and then the corresponding weight that it puts onto you mentally. So for example, in my personal life, let's go back to the desk example. I share it with you because I see my desk from where I'm recording this and it has been kind of an eyesore in my bedroom for months. So this really ought to be for my sake and probably for my husband's as well, a priority of mine. And so if I'm looking at my week, if I'm looking at my day, my priority is my desk. My micro action is sorting and clearing the papers on my desk. And I can keep that priority for multiple days in a row until it's done and it will probably have many micro actions built into there. Or I can have that be my priority for today, make that progress by spending the 15 or 30 minutes it takes to do the micro action. And then the next day or the next part of my day, I have a different priority. This goes back to that idea of single tasking, which is something I continue to grow in my ability to do, my desire to do. I like to multitask. I like to be quote unquote efficient. But we know that our brain's capacity is limited and single tasking is way more effective and way more efficient than multitasking ever can be. And so this is a way to actually break it down practically. If you're a pen and paper gal or if you you know live and die by your calendar, your Google calendar, for instance, this is really simple for you to implement having your priority. Maybe it's at the top of your day. Maybe you use the high performance planner or the full focus planner, or maybe you just use a blank piece of paper, or again, your Google calendar, you can have your priority listed in all caps at the top of your day, and then your micro action. And maybe you have, you already know what the micro actions that will follow after that next one. And so it's okay to have, again, I would say no more than three identified and written down. And if you have a chunk of time that you know you're going to be able to work on that priority, then you have your micro actions and you can easily complete them. And that sense of pride, that sense of accomplishment that comes when we make actual progress, true progress, instead of feeling scattered, feeling like we're trying to do clean off the desk while we're also trying to listen to a call or while we're also trying to cook dinner for the kiddos. I share that example because it's definitely something that you probably could have seen me doing last week. Um, So micro actions and choosing a singular priority for each area of our lives and doing so consistently over time is going to breed that sense of pride, that sense of presence, and that, that overwhelm is going to begin to melt away in a way that a 25 list to or 25 item to-do list or a multiple page uh, you know 
um, plan for what it is that we need to do, it's never going to help us feel that way, especially if you're like me and you've got a lot of things on your mind a lot of the time. You've got a lot of things that you love to do, a lot of things that you want to do, a lot of things that you get to do. But in a single moment, in a single day, having one primary task or primary project or a a single priority and then identifying one to three micro actions that go with that priority and doing those first. Now, I know in real life, in our day-to-day lives, we probably have things that come up unexpectedly, things that require our attention or our time in a way that we couldn't have planned for. And so I totally get that. And this is another reason, I think, why having a micro-action strategy for how you get things done can actually serve you. Because if and when you get pulled away from your time at the computer or whatever it is that you're doing to to work on your life, to work on your business, uh, to work on uh, the things you need to do for your family, once you return back to have a 25-item to-do list or to have multiple pages of things that you want to do will only make you feel more behind. It will only make you feel more overwhelmed. So if you return back and you've got this micro action that will take somewhere between 5, 10 to 30 minutes long, and then you can complete it and and check it off your list, that will feel so much better. There will be a lightness that uh, comes with that and it will allow you to maybe slower than you would prefer, but definitely take one step forward at a time and really feel that sense of true progress in whatever it is that you're working on, in whatever it is that you're going toward. So I hope this is helpful. I'm so grateful to get to share a little bit of what I've been thinking about and implementing in my own life and also supporting other women in doing it. The feedback has been really exciting and positive. So please, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me at hello at Christine Boy, that's B-O-Y-E dot com. Send me an email and let me know how this episode helped you or challenged you. And I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Hey again, before you leave, can I ask you a quick favor? If you love this podcast, please subscribe. You'll get real-time updates when new episodes drop every Thursday, and I would love to have you along for this ride. Feeling challenged or inspired or encouraged? Share the love. Rate Breathe Mama five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. Send a friend a link to this episode and please send me a message anytime at hello at christineboy, that's B-O-Y-E.com. If you want to hang out more, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Christine Boy. That's B-O-Y-E. And you're invited to join my free Facebook community to connect with other mamas and mama-hearted women as we pursue soul care together. Visit www.christineboy.com or click on the link in the show notes. Until next time, breathe, mama.